So I love search. We're relational. Sure, we're apologetic in the sense that we offer reasons that we're convinced this is the way, the truth, and the life, and the only way to go. But man, we do it out of love, and we're motivated, and people don't care what you know until they know you care. Welcome to the Search in Your City podcast. I'm your host, Blaine Larson, and today I've got a very special guest in the studio, Dr. Mel Cure, and Mel is our area director in Collin County, Texas, North Texas, Frisco area, and Mel, it's just a joy to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, thanks, Blaine. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, glad to have you, and uh, we wanted to start by talking about a, a, a story, something that's happened in the last few weeks, month, that's significant that you thought would be interesting to everybody listening to. I know you've had some experiences that you wanted to share and felt were worthy. So uh, what's been going on in Collin County, Mel? Well, thanks, Blaine. You know, Frisco's not different from the rest of the country in the sense that the pandemic obviously had an impact on individuals, institutions, and certainly ministries, and ours was no less impacted than anybody else's to the point that, you know, we shut down and sheltered in place, and meetings became virtual, and Zoom became a, a, a hobby that had to quickly become a vocation for some of us, and and so that that that's not uncommon. You know, I think what what happened as the weeks became months, uh, at least for some of us across the country, myself included, is we started looking and going, okay, how can we keep this fresh? I mean, th- th- these weekly calls and the same old, same old just is starting to get old and, and the novelty is wearing off and the pandemic is starting to get kind of really tedious. And so, so for some across the country, I was hearing some really creative things being done and and that stimulates some thinking on my part, okay, what uniquely might I have in terms of my education or my exposures or experience uh, that could be leveraged in a way that, that can only be done through the technology we have available these days. And, and the reality is there's a significant part of my life was, and my wife and our family's life was spent in New York City. And, and, and the, the beauty of being in Manhattan for seven-plus years uh, before, during, and after 9-11 is you know we made some incredible friendships with people from all over the world and that have since dispersed all over the world and at some level I've kept in contact with a lot of them over the years via Facebook and other things but th- this gave me the opportunity to go wait a minute what would it look like for friends uh, from all over the world to be invited in to conversations among friends locally in Frisco that I was doing various levels of conversations with weekly about life and God and spiritual things. And and that led to reconnection on multiple levels in multiple places with a dear friend from San Francisco now who originally is from Texas and went to the University of Texas and was with a, with a big advertising agency in New York, one of the top ones in the world. And we used to do Super Bowl parties and watch his commercials, you know, at halftime, and he'd be telling us about all that stuff. And now he's in San Francisco and the head of that agency's department in San Francisco. And and another friend that's now in Miami Beach, which I'll come back to in a minute, but to reconnect with Brian, who was a pilot for American Airlines at that point. Then to just go, wow, you know, there's a guy that I haven't talked to in years. I'd love to. I saw on Facebook this guy's become one of the most successful authors in South Africa, Ian Sutherland. And Ian reached out to him one time, and, and he said, I'd love, to, I'd love to hear more about what you're doing in that beautiful South African accent that makes me think of the Lethal Weapon movies. <laughs> I don't know why. But anyway, and, and so Ian has 
in, been invited in and has joined in to a group. And man, he hardly misses a week. Over the last six or seven weeks, he's been with us. And, and so we've been able to talk pandemic, not just local and personal, but global and international and go, okay, this is what it's like here. We had guests from New York State and New York City come in and go, okay, what does it look like today? How's it impacting you personally? Does anybody know anybody that's actually had the virus? And and in one case, a dear friend, my wife and I are actually godparents to one of their daughters, this guy's wife, they work in midtown Manhattan and his wife got the the virus and, and thought she was recovering after 14 days and anyway, ended up having to be hospitalized and it was serious for another week or so and really scared and concerning to the point that he's asking for prayer from people all over the world and and she's since recovered but their whole family ended up testing positive so that made this thing global local and now personal you know and it brought that personal feel to all these other folks too and so here we are having these zoom calls and now we've got guys in their pajamas in cape town south africa and just come across the beach from Miami Beach who lives in Miami. On the, you know, it's just a fascinating and totally unexpected opportunity, I think, to leverage something that, that could have been really harmful and into something that could be really beautiful and maybe ongoing in terms of broader outreach and appeal. To the point that what we're going to do coming out of this, my friend in Miami He's not only a pilot with American Airlines, he went on and got a master's in biblical archaeology at Wheaton College and then later took a furlough from American and got his Ph.D. in archaeology from the University of Toronto and uh, is this modern-day Indiana Jones kind of guy that goes on digs and comes home and has artifacts and gave me a little a little oil lamp from Jerusalem at one point. And so Brian Janeway is now going to this summer is going to teach a series of six just snippets of archaeology, starting with Intro to Archaeology 101. Uh, I think we're going to start on June 10th, and he's just going to do a 30-minute presentation and then 30 minutes of question and answer, and I'm going to be his technical guy capturing questions and feeding them to him. And It's just an opportunity to invite anybody in. Anybody listening to this could join us. We can talk about that. I'll send out some stuff on my next newsletter in terms of the link and all that. But, you know, I would have never thought of this had it not been for the tragedy that this has been. So what what are some of the common threads that you've seen as you're talking to people in all different life stages, circumstances all over the globe, and some of these calls reconnecting? Um, what are those common threads? Either it could be a thought or just questions that come up or comments. What's What's connecting everyone right now? Concerns about what's real and what isn't what's true and what isn't relative to the disease itself, the response to the disease itself. That's not just happening in Texas. That's not just happening in America. That's happening globally as well. You know, and how serious is it and who really gets it and how do you get it and how is it transmitted and what's effective treatment, what's not. And to have my friend's wife actually being a guinea pig for some of those procedures that we heard about and and him feeling that at least one of those help was helpful for her that has since been sort of discredited in the larger public arena, and to go, what's true? What can you trust? What are you co- using to cope? You know, those kind of questions. This yearning for physical connection, this reality that virtual meeting is not really ever a meeting in the sense of energy that's transmitted when you're looking at one another like you and I are right now. So, you know, those are very common. And so you hear that with a to hear that with a New York accent, to hear that with a South African accent, to hear that with 
a Texas twang, those, that seems to be the commonness of our humanity, I think, yearning for connection and relationship. Well, that's one of the things we talk about all the time here at Search, right? That we're made for relationship. And it. I've heard a lot of people say that in my circles, too, that Zoom, while fantastic and amazing and helpful, really wears you out in a weird way that's unique to that medium. Like it's much, it's much more fatiguing to meet on Zoom than it is in person. And I know I've felt that. So that that was an interesting thing that I've experienced as well. So I'm hopeful that we'll be able to be more in person as uh, the days go by. So Mel, one of the fun things we've been doing on the podcast here is is just having everyone who is a guest share a little thought, um, just something that's from the scripture or scripturally based that's been rolling around in your head in the last few days, a week or so that uh, you think everyone listening might benefit from. So what kind of word of encouragement would you have for us today? Yeah, I think what my own personal yearning for physical connection and relationship in person has reminded me of is the verse that really has kind of been my life ministry verse, if you will. And it it's indicative not only of what was the method and the means by which I came to be convinced that Christ is not only worthy of my trust, but amazingly gracious to invite me to trust Him, uh, but but also the, the energizing force behind why I love search, why I do what I do, and had to count it a privilege every day. First uh, Thessalonians 2.8, you know, Paul's telling this wonderful little church in Thessalonica that, you know, we loved you so much that we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our very lives as well. I mean, you were like a, our dear children. You were like, we were like a mother nursing our kids. There's this relational connection, this component of care and concern that's much more than a transactional, I've got some news for you that you need to hear kind of thing. It's a, I love you. Yeah, you know, I love you, and because of my love for you, I, I'm I'm compelled. You know, I'm I'm not just encouraged to, or I'm compelled to share with you this most important, precious news of the ultimate relationship. So I love search. We're relational. Sure, we're apologetic in the sense that we offer reasons that we're convinced this is the way, the truth, and life, and the only way to go. But man, we do it out of love, and we're motivated. And people don't care what you know till they know you care. You know, that's an old adage, but true, I think. Well, that's a great way to put it, and you're a great model of that, Mel, and we are incredibly grateful to have you as part of the team here at Search, and I want to thank you for joining me in the studio today for the podcast, and I want to thank everyone for listening to the Search in Your City podcast. If you've got a question, comment, thought, observation, anything, send it on over to us, podcast at searchnational.org, and until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.